Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh Chavda, presented by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. I want to refer scripture to you. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Let's say unity. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So that's the place where brethren dwell together in unity. Where on the opposite of it would be disunity, division. And where the division is, there the blessing is kicked out. But where we dwell together in unity and more and more, I think it is something that is for us individually to watch over ourselves, to help the Holy Spirit help us, that as much as we can, we walk together in unity as families, as a church, as a people, as a city, as a state, and as a nation. So here, I mean, we are at a time frame where there are a lot of agencies that suddenly working, whether we, it comes from the pits of darkness of Marxism, which is really repugnant to a lot of us who have been brought up loving Jesus, loving worship, loving the ability to be free to worship the living God. So that we are born, once we are born again, I, I feel a part of that is nurtured, that we love to be free to worship. Say free to worship. So I don't want someone telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm glad we can gather together here and worship the living God. It is a privilege. It's a joy. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege that we, that we can come together and shout praises to our God, who is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And I want to be able to get together with you, with you, with you, and shout praises to the living God. And God's heart of pleasure just runs over because his people are praising you. So that's part of that. Tonight we pray and we stand in the gap. Say, I'm standing in the gap. So part of, of your anointing, it already comes automatically, I believe, as the anointing comes over you, as you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are becoming, as we have said over the last few weeks and some months even, that he, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Why? Because we have been able to declare the praises of him, the Lord Jesus Christ who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are in the light and in the glory. Thank you, Lord, for each of you being refreshed tonight. All of you. May your families be refreshed. May your kids and may all members of your family enjoy the anointing and be refurbished, restored, blessed. May all the blessings of Abraham kind of just come running over you, showering you in every way, and claim that. And I'm going to claim those. It's not automatic. It is important for us to be taught, and therefore pray, and praise Him. That's another thing. I, I'm so grateful for our worship team tonight. Michael Nykam, Jenna Chaplinsky, Armin Decker, Dennis Denton, Travis Voodoo. Give them a big clap, will you? Thank you, guys. Thank you. So we are so blessed that I don't have to be alone at home just singing, trying to sing my best, and I'm not, I may not be gifted in singing, <laughs> but we have a wonderful anointed team that's experienced in helping us climb that mountain of praise. I'm going to keep on climbing, thanking the Lord, praising the Lord, and hallelujah, one day if it's my time, to see him face to face, praise God, I am ready. I am ready to praise him even more. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. 
So, and then it affects the heavenlies. So, if you're in drought, by the way, you may not have read this, but 20%, 20, in fact, 20 states are being, have been affected by some kind of drought in these last few months. And California, the state of California, in is, is in severe drought. A lot of its uh, reservoirs are really empty. And uh, they're in difficulty. Now, and the whole of the Southwest is in drought. Intense drought. Say intense drought. So the American West, it needs water. And then when it's dry, 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 the risk for fire goes, it is any kind of lightning, anything, I mean, the bursts, and then there is a firestorm, especially in the forests and all that, where it's dry, dry, dry. And we are praying, so our praises, even tonight, as we praise Him, the Lord, when we pray for revival, revival is rain of the Holy Spirit. And we pray for natural rain, and we pray for revival rain over us and our population. Seldom have we had to fight the kind of virus since, I believe, the Spanish flu came in the way in the past century, in the early years, in the teens, uh, and it took thousands of lives. And now, I thought we were developed. We are 21st century people, and we got light, and we got cars, and we got Tesla, and we got all these things. We can charge our, uh, instead of going having a little old pick, pickup truck with, with barely puttering around on gasoline, we got Tesla. We can charge it with our battery-powered and go hundreds of miles, and uh, all of that, and suddenly, wow, we're affected by the virus, just, just those people in the early part of the century. And it's a man-made, from what, I've, what we are finding out in recent days, it was invented by people, and it was activated. It was possibly an act of war. They are still thinking of it, and there are lots of, hey, I would be kind of, if someone said, hey, I'm going to give you $50 million if you just kind of lean this way, it would create some influence. I, I'm, I'm wondering how much truth are we getting? And where, especially where these things are concerned, was it an act of war? And whatever, but it is, this thing is mutating anyway. We are praying. The only answer, I believe, the supernatural answer, God, our eyes are on you. You give the rain, for example. The reservoirs in California are a desert, desperate place. Most Californians, they take water for granted, and I'll tell you, they are sweating it. We are, and we are praying, Lord, have mercy on our land. Lord, we pray for the Southwest. We pray for the, all the states that are right now officially in, in a drought state. And uh, at the same time, by the way, I was, I was impressed by the, that among the nations that sent lots of help when this condo collapsed in Miami, one of the nations was Israel. Here it is. Here's the picture that there were hundreds possibly who may have perished, they're still finding out, but it is very unusual for that to happen. See, I mean, the devastation is intense, and they don't understand how it happened. It wasn't an explosion. It wasn't like a terrorist act, but it, something happened. And there were some years that Bonnie and I lived not far away from there. We lived in Fort Lauderdale. That's right there in Miami on the coastline. So it was a few miles away that this woof, happened. And they're still trying to find the people who, how many, they don't know how many died. We, we do pray for the rescuers at this time. We, we pray for help 
divine help for them. But uh, they found four dead, but 99 about, I think, have not been found. And, but it reminds me, number one, I want to talk to you tonight about a man-made, man-made collapse that God authored of a structure and of a drought. And the drought, I'll just begin with sharing about the drought that in the first century, before Christ, I mean Christ, there was a drought that came, severe drought, in, in Jerusalem, in the surrounding areas also. And there was a wonderful man, an intercessor, you might call him a prophet, but uh, much of the prophetic was mixed was missing for nearly 500 years before the coming of Christ. The word of God was not heard that much. Except there was a sage, uh, a holy man, what you would call him, but a man of prayer, who, who had a, sick, had a stick, six-foot stick, and he got really affected and hurt. I mean, felt such mercy for the people who were suffering the drought that he took that six-foot stick and made a circle around himself, and he said to the Lord, he prayed, Lord, I will not move from the circle until you have shown mercy upon your children. Basically, release your rain, Lord. And he stayed there until the Lord heard his prayer. And amazingly now, it was one of the greatest rains ever experienced and the Lord poured rain upon that region like it had never been. And the way he approached that one area I just want to emphasize tonight is that this meant as he prayed it was humble but confident. Confident in the heart of God. Confident in the promises of God. That when we pray, God does hear our cry and he will hear your cry. Tonight he is hearing your cry and your prayer for your children. There is someone that you are praying for, a wife who needs to get healing from on high. We are praying a breakthrough. We are sending the angels of God to help you and may you experience a miracle and for your child, there is someone that is autis- autism is being broken tonight, and the power of the that the learning difficulty that is there over the child, we bind that thing in the name of Jesus, and we are praying. May you and all of us learn from this sage to be expectant that God's going to do something, even tonight as we pray, and that and yet. Maintain meekness, that it is the God who is doing it, not we, not our strength, but it's God's might and our power, his power. And so he answered with an amazing, mighty deluge, big raindrops. I mean, it's some of the biggest they've ever seen. And many of the Israelites considered this one of the greatest prayer prayed in the history of Israel. So tonight I stand here on the principle that God loves us. Say, God loves me. God loves us. And God keeps his promises. Amen? Say, God keeps his promises. He will keep his promise and his word to me, for my family, for myself, for my children, for my church, for my nation. Amen. And on the, you know, across the aisle from him, we, we are looking, may our prayers be full of faith, like this sage. That when I pray, it's not just, and I've learned this, and I'm just going to mutter something, but I, I'm believing Every aspect of my prayer is filled with faith. And uh, there is a 
scripture that I want to go to. In fact, because we're going to pray, even tonight, Lord, give us revival rain. Let the rain come. As we, look, as we see the drought, we're praying for natural rain, but we also, see, we're not that affected in this area, but other areas. As you I saw the map of the United States where the drought is concerned, and some of those are really more than, I mean, it's more severe in some places than in 20 years. So we are praying, Lord, give relief to those people and the farmers. May they have a great harvest. And, uh, but there's a scripture that as, as this, this week I was, my, as I was praying and thinking in this collapse of this big giant condo really kind of said something to me. I, I talked about, thought about the other time, another time where the Lord made things collapse. And I want you to turn to Joshua chapter 6. And we'll look at a few verses. Uh, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 onwards. We're going to read. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. It had some of the thickest walls, about six feet. I mean, a chariot could run across the width of this wall. So when the children of Israel came, they had to traverse Jericho. They had to cross, go across Jericho for them to inherit the promised land provision. So it's an, it's an example in a learning situation for us that on your journey that uh, you are personally and for us corporately as the people of God we are going to come to certain Jerichos in our lives. And God's saying, I have given you promises. Have faith. Grab hold of the promises I've given you. But it requires faith. And it requires from time to time these, to overcome these challenges. And here is one example in, in Joshua chapter 6. The Lord says, now this city is all shut up. It's ready for siege. Doesn't matter who comes they are ready to do battle. And they're all shut up. And the Lord said to Joshua, who is the leader there, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor, all the army people. I've given them. Huh? I don't see it. I just see the big city all ready for siege and it's standing in our way and there's no way we can get into our promised land provision. These guys are bad dudes. And I've given you the, the land. I've given you the king. I've given you its military power. I don't see it. God's giving you instructions. You shall march around the city all your men of war. Now, if I have men of war, I'm going to do certain things to break down those walls. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do for six days. This makes no sense. And I bet the military people with the children of Israel said, are you out of your ever-living mind? What is this marching around? What we need to do, since we have come to a city ready for siege, let's get some battering rams and batter down these locked up doors. 
these gates, we can break them down, I think. Or we can get ladders, we can rope ladders, we can make some of those and scale the walls. Or let's be sneaky and find out where and how their water supply is coming. You can't have a siege and then not have water for your people. Or they will just die of thirst. They must be getting water somewhere. Let's find and cut off the water supply. Or how many of you have seen some movies where there is a fortress and they do certain things? Uh, uh, I, th I remember um, one of the historical movies that was really quite well made was called Kingdom of Heaven and where the Saladin, who is probably the greatest military uh, leader uh, of the Islamic world, was leading the siege of Jerusalem. And you see the, battering, the, the big, uh, what are they called that throw those rocks? Catapult, sorry, yes, exactly. And sometimes they would fill it with uh, heavy stuff bundled up. They would soak it in kerosene and then the catapult throws the thing that's burning into the city and then the people, I mean, it, it's difficult when they have fire all around. But they say, let's do that. Nope. God gives his instructions. And he says, no, no, no. You're not going to do it. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. Can you imagine being part of that group of people saying, this makes no sense. Do you know that? I mean, what? We're going to march around the, the walls and something is going to happen? And for six days, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets. All right. Ram's horns. So these are shofars. This is kudu horns. I like to blow that better than the ram's horns. We have ram's horns, but this makes... So your priests shall march around. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. So the ark of the covenant is supposed to march They'll have to carry it before them. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpets. So. <laughs> seven priests. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. Seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priest shall blow the trumpets. Shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout. See, the shout has power. Sometimes as we praise and spontaneously we just shout the great shout the people shall shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat. <laughs> Is that right? And the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant. Let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed, march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So they did so. Seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets. And they did exactly. And verse 10, Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout. So there is order. There is a discipline 
also, if we are to be God's people, we need to honor discipline in our lives. There are certain things we're going to do. For example, one of the disciplines we have is tithing, giving offerings. God is watching. And the Lord wants to command a blessing on our finances. And so we are concerned about the economy. I'll tell you, I was, I thought, kind of part of me was way back when I was way young, just starting out. And there were the Jimmy Carter years. How many of you remember the Jimmy Carter years? Well, you used to be standing in line to get gasoline. And the OPEC nations so jacked up the prices that it really hit our economy. And we were down, down, down. And the darn thing was that we experienced it a couple of years ago was we were, I mean, our oil industry was zooming. Our shale reserves, the gas and all that. Europe doesn't have too many oil wells or shale rock. Or thing. And so they were, they did not want to be, to tell the truth, to be dependent on Russian oil because they jacked up their prices. They would have preferred to get the reserves, the overabundance that we have had until, well, I mean, I, I don't, I hate to say anything political, but an administrative change happened and then Overnight, from what I understand, 40,000 people were unemployed in the petroleum industry. And as of this week, I heard that it is going to be official that we are no longer oil independent. We used to be an exporter of oil and all that it, because of the plans that... Uh, I don't know whether it's, it's climate change or whatever in, in the thought of many people. that They have stopped producing oil here in this nation. So it is affecting our economy. And if you, some of you saw for a few days, what was it, two, three weeks ago? Well, we had to be in line. In Carolina especially, we're affected by it. If you live in North and some South Carolina, we had to... It looked like the bad old days. I said, oy vey. But anyway, and it says in verse 20, so these are the instructions God gave. And so the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. So Joshua said, here's the instruction. Now when the priests blow the trumpet, that's when you give it one of the biggest shouts you've ever shouted. And when the people heard, when it happened, it, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a loud, great shout, that the wall fell down flat. Now that's supernatural. Say supernatural. Say, it's a miracle. Say, I am going to pray. We are going to pray. We will see miracles. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. I know of, I mean, there was a lot of just beautiful books written about intercessors who have prayed at strategic times. I mean, there were intercessors praying during the Second World War when it was really, I mean, a miracle. When, if you read, uh, I hate, I, I, sometimes I'm shy of saying some of these, but some of the movies have been great. I forget now. The book, the movie about Winston Churchill saying, we'll fight in the cities, we'll fight in the beaches. Um, the greatest, the longest known, the greatest hour or something like that. Some of you may. It just came out a couple of years ago. 
And I think Gary Oldman received Best Actor Award. Uh, and he acted Winston Churchill. But at that time, there were only about 300,000 plus British soldiers left, and they were all in Dunkirk, and that desperately needed rescue. And uh, if they had gone, that shut, sent their Navy ships, they were at war with Germany, and there would have been submarines, etc., etc., of the opposite Navy, that it was sunk their Navy. And that somehow they got this, I believe, supernatural idea, release all the small crafts that are owned by thousands of British people, sailor people who have just go on the weekend to fish and all that, and tell them to go to Dunkirk and rescue those kids. And they went. And that's, I mean, there is a recent movie called Dunkirk. Sorry to talk about movies, but it, there were so many. But what I know is that there were multiple thousands of people praying. And these simple crafts, thousands of them came, went across the ocean, went to Dunkirk and rescued the, almost the entire British army that had been trapped there. That was an answer to prayer. Say miracle. So we, I'm just giving a few of the examples of miracles that have happened as people have prayed. And in this hour, I want to encourage you and myself that God is listening. And you have promises that as Jesus died on the cross, he made those promises available to you and I and our children. And during our lifetime, we're going to pray God's provision for our kids that they are not going to be consumed by my, one of my prayers, all these Marxist kind of philosophies that from what I hear they are being taught in regular school to hate, I think from what I understand, to hate the American flag, to dislike the Pledge of Allegiance, and basically to insult most of our armed forces. That's what it would be like. And uh, we are praying. So therefore, this is the hour for us to pray. And in a few weeks, we're going to go on about, a, I think, a 21-day fast. We're going to pray about it. We're going to fast and pray for certain things up ahead. There's a major election next year that we're going to elect senators and congresspeople. We're going to, con we are going to, I don't know whether we did enough. I thought we did, but it was like the some are claiming that there was lots of fraud. I don't know. I, they still need to prove that. But we need a transition. We need we need a change of direction so that we are not waiting in lines when the oil is plenty out there for our nation, for us to remain in, in want. Where, you know, this is, you know, if you are part of the elite and you, you have you know, $100 million in the bank, $200 million, you don't have to worry. But for regular people who are depending on their social security, who are depending on some limited income having your price of your gasoline go way up it's not fair price of your medicine go way up that brought it down in fact I mean that's part of I used to know about the price that Canada paid and how much we paid and I will tell you we have I better be careful what I talk about but because we had a big industry that jacked up the prices where people in other countries would pay way lower but we had to pay high high prices and so why anyway so we have God we want to pray God thank you for your provision for regular people regular believers 
Now, may God give you 100 million, all of you. That would be great. But if we are not at that place, may our economy be healed. May our gas be a normal price. Anyway, so Joshua said to the two men, I mean, sorry, so verse 20, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpets, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Say, the wall fell down flat. And that, I just want to emphasize, underline to myself and to us all. It was supernatural. And the age of miracles has not stopped. I want to encourage you, I want to encourage myself. The age of miracles has not stopped. God's going to answer our prayers and your prayers. And we're going to believe for great things for our kids. And part of it is requires discipline. Joshua, for example, told the hey, you're just going to circle around. Basically, they circled 13 times in seven days. And each day, one circle. And when you do the circle, keep quiet. No shouting then. So it is, there is a measure of discipline that God requires of us that it's, it's simple to do. It's not that complicated, but all of this, I believe, is combined with our faith. Say, my faith. So, it is good for us. What helps my faith? Being in the Word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so I read the Word of God. I read it with emphasis. I shout it out. I sing it out. Whichever, but I love I'm going to treasure the Word of God because it contains miracles for me. So, did, did God keep His promise? You bet He did. He said, you do these things, and when you blow the trumpets on the seventh day, the wall is going to fall down. My God, your God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's going to answer your prayers. Say he's going to answer my prayers. We release that word over you. Over all those hearing this word tonight. On the web. Those present here. God is going to answer your prayers. Each of your prayers. And God is keeping his promises. Who are you? Here's a big giant fortress called Jericho. The biggest fortress city in history at that time. And who do you think you are? You children of Israel marching around. Who have been, you have been slaves for 400 years. You think you're going to take that city? The most fortified city in history at that time? God said, do you do these things? And those walls are going to fall down. <laughs> At the, I'm praying God give grace to the rescue people in Miami. But we saw this happen this week. Well, I want to go back to a couple of thousand years, no, 3,000 years, where the walls fell. And... Uh, So, we're going to pray. You're going to pray out there. And we're going to together pray. But your son and your daughter is not going to walk in rebellion. My, I am claiming all my children will serve the Lord, will love the Lord and his word. They're not going to be rebellious against the word of God or hate the word, hate God. I'm praying. I've had to agree for several different people over the last few years. Pastor, pray 
I got a job in this field. And so wherever we are looking for jobs, there are going to be jobs and better jobs. In fact, gosh, restaurant people, <laughs> owners are saying, we, we want, please, send us workers. Where we claiming for promotions. Claiming for a good house or a condo. And we get these requests often. And even this week, we are praying for several people who have been attacked either by cancer or some kind of COVID type thing. We're going to claim the healing hand of Jesus, by his stripes. There is healing, and we encourage you to heal in Jesus' name. And that all, that there would be, whether it's your son, whether your brother, sister, salvation will come. Revival is coming. The mighty deluge of revival. Again, I saw, heard another interview this week. That part of the addiction that concerns all the people in, who are in that department is that we have all, of course, cocaine and heroin, all of those drugs. But there is the other drug, like fentanyl. It says they have imported enough fentanyl to kill every American four times over. And it's a plague. And we want to bind that thing over our nation. And our, as a corporate body, we are agreeing, Lord, heal our economy. Lord, watch our elections that they're not covered with fall, uh, fraud. But let our elections be honest elections most honest in the world. I don't want our country to be like Venezuela. May Lord give control over our border. Lord, cover, protect our nation from these man-made viruses or whatever viruses. Let violence cease on every major city. Let the mob not take over, Lord. Lord, give strength to our law enforcement people. Lord, we pray for those areas that are riven with drugs. Let violence cease. Let the regular civilians be able to live in peace and without fear. We pray for our police. We pray for our military. We pray for our children, Lord, in schools. We may be, sometimes God will, I mean, the devil will try to make you feel small. Doesn't matter. You may be small, but we have a big God. Say, I have a big God and big promises. Hallelujah. So don't ever feel small. Don't listen to the enemy saying, who do you think you are? And I bet many of the armed forces of Jericho laughed at those simple Israelis just walking around. <laughs> what are you doing? Walking around, you think these walls are going to fall? Yes, sir. On the seventh day, the walls fell. But our part of our job, I always find, is the enemy always has tried to make you feel small. You have a big God. Say, I have a big God and big promises. The thing that would be important for us as we pray, even tonight, so, we're not going to pray haphazard. I know I want the walls of the city of Jericho fall. That's a good specific definition. I don't know. Lord bless us. Thank yeah. Okay, that's good. What do you want for your son or your daughter? What are you praying for? We'll join with you. 
What are you playing for? For the health of your father, your uncle. Define. It's good that we define our Jerichos. Say, I'm going to define my Jericho. So, it's good for us. May the Lord give protection for each of you. A thousand years later, almost, after the walls of Jericho fall, there's another incident of faith and miracles in Jericho. And uh, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. Now they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Say after me. What do you want me to do for you? Now, it, that's like blind part of me. He's blind. It's obvious. And yet Jesus is saying, And he's asking us, I believe, the same question today. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want him to do for us? So I believe it would be good for us to even write down if we need to. What is the prayer need for your family? If Jesus were here and asked, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, I would just encourage us to be focused and get even more focused. We're not going to just read the Bible. We want to claim the promises. And part of it may be, if you have the leading, do a prayer journal. Claim your promises. That's, it's weird that Way back, I heard something from the Lord when I was just a young man. I, and I was so excited by the miracle, especially. I started keeping a journal. And all the fun adventures I had with those. I don't know why. I, and because our memory is tricky. I, but I kept, I kept all those. And then I had this publishing. I was literally calling me. Bonnie remembers that. In about 88, 89, something like that. And it was a Catholic publishing house. It wasn't, can you imagine? Catholic publishing house saying, God told us we have to publish your book. So send us your book. I said, Bonnie, they asked me for my book. What book? Well, the only thing I had, I had the journals where I'd kept writing some of the amazing, wonderful incidents that had happened. And that basically, I kind of edited it, and I sent it to him. That became that first book we had called Only Love Can Make a Miracle. With the miracles in the children's hospital, all the things that happened. And so if you have the grace, the thing is, it's wonderful your testimonies about miracles. Don't forget, because as the years pass, you'll find your memory kind of gets fuzzy. It's good 
to write it down. And we're going to claim our promises. Uh, there is a, a hard testimony in history. It'd be more it's history thing. Where Teddy Roosevelt, I like, I like some of the things that he because he was a hunter. He loved to go out hunting. And uh, that's something that I've done over the years, whether it's geese or ducks, mainly. And once a year, we used to do get some deer meat, get deer. And we used to we live on the deer meat. So I like Teddy Roosevelt's story. But one of the things he did when he went out, hunting. He would get one of his companions to go out with him where they could see the sky, see the stars clearly. And they would stay there and Teddy would tell him, I just want to stay here. And at a certain time, he would say, now we can go back to the tent because I now feel small enough Basically saying, the sky is so big. The promises of God are so big. I may be small, but we have a big God. Say, I have a big God. So, even tonight, I've summarized some of the things we're praying for. And pray for your family. Pray in the Spirit. Claim your promises. Claim the Jericho. That the walls are going to fall down. That claim your miracle. I'm going to agree with you. We're going to agree together that you're, we are getting the breakthrough for our nation, for your family, for your house, for your job, for your promotion, for that healing. We are claiming. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh Javda, visit us at jobdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.